Hello all, this is John Friso. I first met Matt at a meeting of Society of Professional Investigators. As I listened to his episodes of PI Perspectives, other guests were answering the very questions that I was looking for. PI Perspectives provides a wealth of information. Thank you, Matt. The Campbell Group offers best-in-the-industry pricing, service, and coverage for private investigators. With more than 25 years of experience in the industry and over 3,000 PIs insured nationally, the Campbell team has the expertise to make sure you have the coverage you need. Submit an application and receive a quote within 24 hours. Let them know you're a PI Perspectives listener on your application for $50 off your yearly premium. Are you an investigative professional with an international problem you can't solve? Conflict International has the knowledge and relationships to jump in for you. We compensate investigators for referring cases to our office. Contact us today for details. Conflict International uses insight, intelligence, investigation, risk management, and strategic solutions to solve problems troubling individuals and companies of all kinds anywhere around the world. Whether you're planning to hire a person to a position of trust, carry out due diligence on a company, trace hidden assets, or require skilled boots on the ground, Conflict International investigators can seamlessly pursue a case across borders, offering a truly global solution. Find out about our extensive range of services at conflictinternational.com. Conflict International, global reach, international knowledge. Welcome to this week's episode of PI Perspectives. Today, we are exploring a new topic. How many of you are interested in writing a blog or writing for a magazine? Today's guest is Scott Fulmer. Scott's a well-known blogger, contributor for PI Magazine, and author of Confessions of a Private Investigator. Scott and Matt discuss what it takes to become an effective writer for the investigative industry. Please welcome Scott Fulmer and your host, New York Private Investigator, Matt Spare. And welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of PI Perspectives. This is Matt Sperry, your host. We welcome back one of my favorite guests, uh, somebody who uh, is a fellow podcaster. And I, I just, I love chatting with this dude. So Scott Fulmer, I want to welcome you back to the program. Hey, thanks, Matt. It's great to be here. Yeah, great to have you, man. Uh, so uh, going way back to the uh, the Intermountain PI, uh, you had a podcast going for, for a while. And uh, uh, it, I think you started around the time that I started. And... Uh, and we've had some good chats over uh, over the time. Um, you're now in Texas, and Resolutus uh, Investigations is your company, correct? Correct. Yeah, that's right. Based out of San Antonio. Awesome. Awesome. So we've talked about uh, we've talked shop a bunch of times, right? We've talked about doing surveillances and and doing all uh, all different types of investigative work. But I asked you to come on today um, to talk about something a little bit different. Uh, I thought it'd be super interesting. Um, those of you who know who Scott is and uh, have seen him around know that he knows that he likes to blog and he writes for different trade magazines um, out there. And I, I wanted to discuss like what it takes to do that kind of writing. If you have a passion for it, you've ever thought like, hey, how do you get picked to do this? Or what is this this about? Like, I wanted to have that discussion today. So uh, who better to ask than uh, Scott Fulmer? So <laughs> let's dive in. Um, you you wrote a book. So let's talk about that first. Okay. Yeah, it's called Confessions of a Private Eye. And uh, interestingly, the genesis of my book was in blogging. I began blogging uh, a long time ago, 
2010, somewhere in that time frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would blog about specific cases or, you know, obviously all, everything was changed due to the privacy issues. But I talk about uh, methods or processes or, you know, certain methodologies that private investigators have or should have. And uh, some of it I used uh, examples from cases that I had uh, in the blog. And then I think I was flying, I think I was flying to California to work on a case. And I ended up talking to somebody next to me and, and, uh, and they said, you should write a book. Yeah. And I had several, you should write a book. Uh, it's a lot easier to say that than it is to do it. It's, uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to, it's probably the closest to childbirth that I'll ever experience. Is trying <laughs> okay. to write a book. Uh, yeah. Uh, the worst uh, part about it is is you is you edit it and you know you have to read it and read it again and again to make sure that it flows to make sure that you're not introducing uh, a story or, or a case that you have already introduced in the past mm-hmm. and make sure it has a, con- a certain continuity. So by the time I was through, it took me about a year to write it, and by the time I was through, I was pretty much sick of it. I didn't want to read it or, or see it anymore. Right. But uh, it's called Confessions of a Private Eye. It's available at Amazon, and uh, it's out in paperback, uh, uh, trade paper, and it's out, actually out in hardback now as well. Awesome. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely put a link to all that stuff in the show notes. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've had that happen already a few times where, where people have said, wow, you should really write um, about what you do or you know, write a book. I've had, uh, you know, you get these solicitations online too, right? Oh, so-and-so publishing company, you know, we're interested in, in, you know, having you write a book. Okay. So what does that look like? Um, usually they'll offer to write it for you or offer to publish it for you. And you have no really skin in the game. <laughs> it's, it's literally, you make no money on it. Uh, it, it seems like a scam to me at times, uh, to do this, but, uh, there, there are definitely folks out there. What do you know about, uh, that, that kind of stuff? That's interesting. Yeah, you're right. And they do, they own the rights to it, which means uh, if for some reason uh, it does very well or it's turned into a movie and Brad Pitt plays you, mm-hmm. the, the host of the Eye Perspectives is, is Brad Pitt, then uh, you don't see a dime from that. So, yeah, you, if it gets to that point, you really want to get an entertainment lawyer. I'm not at that point. You'd have to talk to, to uh, some of these other authors like Kelly Riddle or John Hoda. Yeah. Um, who, uh, who have written a lot, but I, I do find it interesting that uh, so many private investigators who don't like writing reports, I'm one of them, <laughs> exactly. uh, enjoys writing, enjoys writing. Uh, in, in Kelly's case, it's a lot of fiction as well as nonfiction. In John's case, it's fiction. Uh, in my case, it's nonfiction, but uh, um, you know, it's just, uh, I think it's just in our genes. Yeah. And definitely it's when you're sitting there hours and hours and hours doing surveillance, your, your mind wanders and you come up with ideas and, uh, you know, obviously I wouldn't recommend writing and surveying at the same time. That's kind of defeats the purpose of doing surveillance. Um, Bad things happen. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Bad things happen when you're not paying attention. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's super interesting and interesting. And, and like you, you come across it and, you know, I had, like I said, I've been approached a few times and the most I've, I've done is I've, I've written a chapter for a book, for a textbook at John Jay college. Um, Chelsea bins had right. a, a collection of, 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 I think about 15 of us. Um, and it was a huge honor, you know, and 
when she contacted me, like I wasn't the first choice. I did. They, they went through their first rounds, her and Bruce Sackman, and they, they had picked some people. And uh, for whatever reason, the particular chapter that I ended up writing, the, the person who was supposed to do it either couldn't do it or didn't do it well enough or whatever. And like, they got back to me with very little time. They're like, yeah, um, 8,000 words. And um, you've got like two weeks to get it in. <laughs> and I'm like, Robert, everything else you're doing, yeah. challenge accepted. Right. So I, I did my best to, to get in and, and, you know, got, I got together and then, you know, you got to be prepared for criticism because then I started getting the red lines from, from editors. And I'm like, well, wait a second. No, this is my story. This is what I want to want to do here. How dare you tell me it's like not good enough or how dare you say you got to change this or do that. Right. So it's like, you got to check your pride at the door too and, and have faith in, um, in your editor and, and all that. And I went and I reworked it, you know, essentially what it came down to is like, Hey, this is too much of a sales pitch. You know, we're trying to do a textbook here and, you know, like you're not trying to market satellite investigations. Right. Uh, so that was a challenge, but it was, it was very cool for sure. Well, I mean, it, anyone who knows anything about criminal justice, uh, it, you know, John Jay is probably the most prestigious university that uh, in terms of research in yeah. that field, maybe Sam Houston State University in Huntsville, Texas is another one. Uh, but those are really the top. So I, you know, if I had a hat on, it would be off to you. That's yeah. Uh, yeah it was a, it's a huge honor. It was a huge honor to go back there. I've taught there a few times too, which is just mind blowing, right? Here's somebody who went that's there. Your alma mater. Yeah. I graduated and, and I got asked to come back and, and uh, you know, be a guest adjunct for, for a couple of classes, which is, which is amazing. I mean, I, I think we loved being teachers, investigators. For some reason, we just love sharing what we do with people. It's kind of in our nature. So no, I agree. I agree. In fact, I'm uh, I'm teaching uh, this summer. I'll be teaching a, uh, a a continuing education class. It's an adult and community education class here in San Antonio called Private Investigator 101. Mm-hmm. Just an idea to explain to you know individuals that are interested in the field how to become a private investigator in Texas. You know the licensing aspect as well as what you can you know what to do, what you can expect, mm-hmm. uh, and. Uh, a lot of that, my drive behind, I do enjoy teaching, as you mentioned, but a lot of the drive behind that was um, I didn't get any help. You know, before, I mean, you came along at a, at a golden time, I think. When I came along, there were no podcasts, no blogs, no internet. Yeah, I'm that old. Uh, uh, no email, uh, no news lists. Uh, did you, and did you so, send a raven? <laughs> yeah, nobody. And it, send a raven. Nobody wanted to share anything either. You know? Right. It was still my business. So, yeah, yeah I don't want uh, – there's enough uh, – rising tide lifts all boats. I think there's enough business for all of us. Oh, that's a John Hoda quote. Shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to John. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's it's great. It, you know, just trying to understand too. So it's like you get that approach, right, or you start writing and somebody says, you know, compilation of everything that you've written could be a book because that, that's the point where – where I'm at, right? I've written so much content, you know, for PI Magazine. I wrote for them for three years. Um, and then I, I got to the point with them. I was like, I got to give somebody else a chance, right? There's only mm-hmm. so many pages in this magazine, you know, and I have occupied, you know, two of them for every issue for the past three years, right? Or three of them, whatever. Uh, and, and I'm like, it, it's time for somebody else to have a voice, right? But I do have this compilation of, of all different stuff I've written about. I have, 
you know, um, the chapter for the, the one book I have, um, I have written for um, psychology today. Uh, and that was another one where, where I got a humbling from the editor, you know, and, uh, and then I, I had uh, somebody who actually is an accomplished writer, uh, take a look at it and kind of help me punch it up a little bit. And I, I submitted it again and they're like, well, I was like, no, no, no. So-and-so said, it's okay. This is going to work. <laughs> so they're like, okay. Um, I remember, I remember reading your last uh, article in PI magazine and you were, you know, you were basically sad. Just what you said now, I've said enough. It's time for somebody else to, yeah. uh, to go with the reins. And that's, that's good. I mean, uh, there's only so much that can be said about surveillance or podcasts. Yeah. Uh, unless the technology changes or things, you know, to that nature. Well, yeah. And the thing is, it is, you know, perspectives, right? So you've got three years worth of my views on things and there's so many great minds in this industry. You have so many great people that have a voice or have something to say. So, um, you know, giving that person the opportunity to, to do that, I think is, is really important. You know, it, it, it's not all about me. It's not all about you. It's, it's about the industry and trends and, and I think that's something that I love about your blog so much, Scott, is, is that, you know, you really talk about trends. You really talk about, you know, things that are that are out there and you make it relatable and easy to read. Um, and it's just, um, you know, it's, it's enjoyable um, because you actually get something out of it, which is so is important. You're investing time in reading something. You want to get something out of it, right? And there's enough. I mean, uh, there's really enough to go. There's too much TV, too many books. You just can't. You only have so much time in the day, so you yeah. have to really be picky about what you, uh, where you put your time. And so, with my blog, I have tried to keep it brief and keep it on point, and just try to make some kind of a point each week that uh, will get people, you know, scratching their head or thinking about, or you know, something to that effect. Well, even even content-wise, for me, for podcasts, right? So I've got over 200 episodes. I think I'm close to actually 225. Um, oh, wow. between the, the regular episodes and, and the little quick hits I, I used to do. Um, so it's like, okay, um, what am I going to talk about now? <laughs> like, I've covered a lot of material. I've talked to a lot of people. At what point do I start recycling guests? You know, is that okay to recycle guests? I think it's okay to recycle guests if they're good guests. Oh, I agree. If they're crappy guests, yeah. don't, don't recycle. <laughs> but <laughs> um, I, I could probably count on one hand the amount of times I struggled to get an interview done with somebody because there's so many good people out there and there's so much good stuff to talk about. Um, but just understanding. So anytime there's like a new fad, like I just did one with Scott um, Walker on uh, uh, chat GPT. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Right. I didn't know anything about that. You know, I heard the buzzwords. I didn't really look into it, but then the more and more I looked into it and saw how it was relatable to investigations. I was like, okay, this is very cool. This is really, oh, yeah. really cool. So um, yeah, that was a fun one to record. So like, as these new topics come in, these are things to write about, right? What, what am I going to blog about? Right. Right. That, that's always a question too. So, so what would you suggest on somebody, somebody who wants to write a blog, they're an investigator, they want to write a blog. What should they talk about? Well, you know, they say that Hemingway only wrote about stuff that he knew, you know, uh, being in the war, bullfighting, uh, fishing, those are things that he was involved with. And they're all central uh, features of his greatest novels. So mm -hmm. I'm a Hemingway fan. Um, so I'd say write about what you know. Uh, if you uh, if your focus is domestic investigations, then write about that. I mean, there's a whole lot of there's a whole facet that you can you can uh, impart uh, to other people in this business about it. You'd be surprised. There are many private investigators that do not do surveillance.
restaurants uh, that don't have never done a domestic case yeah. or they don't do fraud or they don't do corporate investigations. And so it's always interesting to, uh, to read something about those types of uh, subjects. But I would just say write about, you know, write about what you know. Uh, where do you start? You start at the beginning. Just sit down and you got to start somewhere. Uh, sit down and, and write a, a short uh, blog post and uh, it'll, it'll build upon itself and it may change too over time. Yeah. Yeah, and definitely having some sort of outline or format, right? And that's always good. You know, a beginning, a middle, and an end is is helpful. (laughs) You know, stick to your point. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times you'll you'll do a podcast or you do a blog, and about ten ten posts or 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 ten episodes into it, you're thinking maybe I should kind of have an outline, and maybe I should plan uh, focus it as a certain way so that it's you know. but uh, they're very similar, like the podcast, Francie's podcast, PIs Declassified. Sure. Uh, you remember Paul Jabes, the American Paul's, private investigator? I love that podcast. Yeah. One of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, actually, his format, his style, like I borrowed a lot from that. You know, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Paul, Paul, like I was, I was really consuming a lot of that material before I started. And I was like, I like this, man. I like this hangout vibe that he's got. You know, just two guys chatting, you know, just casual. And, you know, it's, it's funny because sometimes I get people like guests and they're like, uh, yeah, okay, so just give me questions. No. You know, give what are we going to talk about? I don't know. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, I kind of know what I'm going to talk about, but it, the second you handcuff me to questions or second you're, you're locking me down to topics, like that's that's handcuffing a whole bunch of content that could potentially come out that could be very helpful. So, you know, I, I equate it to, you know, like I'm a child of the, of the eighties, but nineties as well with Seinfeld, you know, it's like a show about nothing. Well, this is a show about nothing. You know, we just come on, we're going to talk and we're just, it's like, we're having coffee, just chilling, you know, talking about what we do. I mean, you're George Costanza with the, I do uh, have it. Yes. Yes. I've, I've done. My, uh, that's it. I'm out. You know, I could twirl an umbrella. I do <laughs> It's okay. I do, I do have beard envy. You've got a really great uh, goatee going there with the beard on the side. So I, I do have, I do envy you there. Yeah. All my hair went from the top of my head to my face. So it's, it's all good. It's got to go somewhere. Right. Um, so um, yeah, we're, we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, you know, we're just going to keep hammering down on this stuff. It, it's such an interesting topic and just really off the beaten path for, uh, for the everyday investigator. But I think it's a lot of things that, that we talk, we think about, you know, we don't really talk about it, but we think about it and we wonder, Hey, can I do this? And then, or I want to do this and how do I get started? Um, so everybody sit tight and we'll be right back. Check out the PI Institute of education at piinstitute.com. Since 1989, Kelly Riddle has been teaching on subjects such as surveillance, nursing home investigations, insurance fraud, domestic investigations, hidden assets, and accident scene investigations. The PI Institute of Education is a featured learning partner in the investigatorstoolbox.com. So check out the free content on the site, then visit the Institute for more great savings on additional classes. Are you an investigator that can't find the time for research, or are you stuck on a case that has given you issues? Satellite Investigations has a dedicated research team that specializes in skip tracing and defendant locates. Let our expert researchers use a balanced technique of research and pretext know-how to authenticate data and get you the answers you need. Contact us today by emailing us at newcase at satellitepi.com. 
Do you enjoy our podcast and the guests we bring you? Since 2019, Matt and his team have done their very best to give you amazing shows each week. If you feel like our show has helped you to be a better investigator, or maybe even inspired you to become an investigator, please let us know. We're looking for testimonials. Drop Matt an email with a recorded 20 to 30 seconds of you talking about this podcast. You can also email him something verbal about the website. His email is S at SatellitePI.com. And if you really feel blessed for having this content, consider supporting Matt and our show by joining Investigators Toolbox. You really have to see version 2.0. And at just 49 cents a day, it's a no-brainer. Now let's jump in to this week's episode. And welcome back to PI Perspectives. This is Matt Sperry, your host. Today I'm here uh, with kind of a co-host, I guess, today for today's show, Scott Fulmer. Scott, welcome back to the program. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah, we're old time. school veterans when it comes to this stuff. Oh man, always easy to chat. Um, so you know, we, you know, we've been talking about blogging. We've been talking about writing books and what that looks like and how you get into it. And and one of the things I always thought about or wondered about, you know, you, you were talking fiction, nonfiction, right? How do you make that decision as to what do you want to write about? Like, is it more of like a passion thing or is it more of like what comes easier to you? I think it's a combination of both. It, it, uh, it really, yeah, it, everybody has a story to tell and it depends on what story you want to tell. Uh, I mentioned in the last segment, I mentioned Kelly Riddle. He started out with nonfiction. Yes. And now he writes fiction. Right. Um, and I think that with fiction, at least my experience with writing uh, a nonfiction, nonfiction was cathartic for me. I suppose fiction can be the same way, but to be able to put stuff on paper and and uh, kind of get these, these stories or these things out of you, uh, it feels good. It's kind of a, it's a mental exercise. So. Yeah. I think it really just depends on what you want to do and what you want to say. Uh, many of the PIs that I know that write do both. They do fiction and nonfiction. Right. I have dealt with just nonfiction. So I guess it really just depends on what what, uh, what you want to do. Yeah. I mean, I'm going back to the whole teacher thing. You know, I love to talk about how to, you know, I, I think mm -hmm. there's, there's always room for more how to in a, in a trade industry. You know, and it's important that that content is out there, um, uh, especially if you know what you're talking about. <laughs> if you don't know what you're talking about, that can be a problem. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's 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 good to share. It feels good to share, you know. And, you know, one of the things that I love to do also is like conferences, right? If I'm speaking about a particular subject is not being one-sided, right? So when you have that, hey, I'm doing a presentation on this you realize who you're talking to, right? I'm talking to people like Scott Fulmer that do exactly the same thing that I do. How would I even pretend to know more about this particular subject than my audience? So how about I solicit their opinions on things or solicit discussion? So whenever I'm preparing a, a, a chat, I'm always leaving that room to talk because I cannot pretend to know everything about everything. Yeah, I have a certain way of doing things. I'm talking about certain things, but but having that room for discussion, it it lends to um, the success of of the teaching because you've got other people that that have good quality input. They they wouldn't be in the room if they didn't didn't know what they were doing, right? 
No, I, I agree. And I think that uh, it kind of an analogy of that is as we operate, you know, most private investigation firms are very small. They're, they're you know, mom and pop firms, maybe one to five individuals, one or two, maybe four or five individuals. And it's easy with work every day to get this, this uh, insular way of looking at things with blinders on. And then you go to a conference and wow, it's like uh, you're in Candyland. I mean, there's there's all these other private investigators, people who have been in the business way longer than you or who are brand new. And everybody has a different perspective. Everybody has something to offer. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's great. It's a great approach to do it that way and, and to learn from each other. But I like that. Yeah. And just, you know, take it one step further, the ability to have content out there and everybody learning from one another. That's why blogs are so important. You know, the whole concept of doing that, you know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to write about this one subject that I think people need to know about, you know, and, you know, to me, like that's, I, I almost get more from that than I do from, from books, you know, cause like mm-hmm. that's now a commitment and I'm a terrible reader. I'll, I'll be the first to admit it. Like my brain goes off, off in that direction. I'm, I'm an audio book guy. Yeah. Like you, like you were saying audio, like that's. And even then, sometimes like I'm listening, I'm going, okay, pay attention. What did he just say? <laughs> you like pay attention. Like I have to focus on paying attention. Because I, I was my, I was spaced out thinking about something else. So yeah, you know, right. I get that. You know, and it's like, I'm driving and I'm just like, I'm thinking about the work that I have to do. I'm listening, but I'm not really listening. You know, if you give me a test, I'm screwed. Cause you know, just like oh. kind of paying attention, but not really. Um, no, I understand. But, and, and to further that, the point you were making earlier, uh, when I started in, in, in this business, uh, like I said, private investigators, there are very few databases as well at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so everybody was pretty much uh, holding everything close to the vest. They didn't want to share their tips or their tricks to the trade yeah. and, and how they go about doing, doing things. And I think that uh, things like sharing and the blogs and the podcasts and the conferences, they really make us better investigators they they sure. raise the industry uh yeah. considerably yeah i mean learning about new technology learning other ways to doing things you know networking for coverage you know like hey I, I don't specialize in this but this person does okay well now i know somebody you know or i need something in this particular state well now i know this person out in the state and i've personally met them and I've spent time with them and I know their character of who that person is. And yes, I can trust them uh, to do the the work product. I mean, that that's, that's all super, super important stuff to, to realize and, and, and get down and, and uh, understand those are the benefits, right? Um, it's worth spending the money to get there and, and do that. And it's worth spending the time to read, to read the content that's out there um, and, and, and doing that, um, you know, and we, and we all have stories. You know, we all have stories on, on investigating. We all have stories on how to do things. Um, I, I think what you said earlier about finding your passion, um, and th- that's a great tip, man. Just really understanding um, what it takes to do that. Um, and there are people that are or publishers that are looking for content. Like if you want to write for PI Magazine, contact PI Magazine and say, hey, I'm interested in writing for you. <laughs> they don't know who you are until you tell them who you are. And chances are, you know, they'll, they'll let you write something. Um, I know the first, article, right. I mean, yeah, the first article I had, that's what I did. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Go yeah ahead. A lot of these organizations 
is, um, you know, they, they're looking for people to contribute. They need uh, people to contribute to, to write mm-hmm. and to do podcasts or to blog or, you know, whatever the organization is. And so they're always looking for uh, different voices. I started writing for uh, PI Magazine last year. It's, I think I've written a total of about three articles uh, so far, and they're all related to domestic investigations, which is primarily what I do. Right. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I, I try to learn, you know, the good thing about PI Magazine, just to put a plug in, is right. you read the magazine and there's 20 different topics about 100 different things. And so mm-hmm. you can really, you really learn a lot from, yep. from each, uh, each magazine. No, it's a must have. If you're, you know, in the industry, I mean, you just, even just to peruse through and just see what are the trends, you know, what's going on in the industry, staying on top of things, right. you know, um, it, it's super important. I mean, even contacting your own state association, Hey, I'd like to write something and get it out there. They're not going to say no, you know, it, I mean, it's gotta be credible content, you know, that related to the industry, but they're not going to say no, they're going to need some. I, I, I just saw something today from Nelly, you know, Hey, we're putting out four newsletters a year, you know, they're looking for sponsorship, but they're also looking for content, you know? So if you're interested in doing this, if you're interested in getting it, like the, the, the content, the ability to get content out there is, is there, you know, and then you have your own website, right? I know your your website. You have your own blogs on there. Like you know, that's where where you you house everything, right? Right. Yeah. So yeah, know, it was a place. Yeah. So that I mean, obviously, obviously, we want more business because mm-hmm. uh, although we are uh, altruistic human beings, you and mm-hmm. I, we uh, have to pay bills and uh, dental bills and things like that, and so everything that I do is, uh, is focused on some of it's on giving back, but a lot of it's on, most of it's on, you know, making, you know, making money. Now a blog doesn't make me any money, but hopefully it puts my name out there so that if someone needs an investigator in Texas, they call me. Um, and so that's, you know, that's kind of one of the, one of the reasons that I do that, but you're right. There's lots of opportunities. There's newsletters. Most of the larger, uh, private investigator associate associations like tally, have their own magazine or their mm-hmm. own newsletter. Sure. Uh, and they're always looking for content. Uh, there's speakers at conferences. They're always calling for speakers, calling for papers. And it's all basically you and I. It's it's the members of the industry that, that come together and, and offer that. So it's nice to see different faces and not the same faces all the time and have different perspectives. You know, for example, uh, a female investigator that does surveillance is going to have a different perspective about, about things than a male. Oh, 100%. Uh, right. You know, a man, a, a African-American uh, private investigator that works criminal defense, probably going to have a little bit of a different perspective than a white male that does that. And I don't want to get in the whole diversity thing. I'm just saying that there are all kinds of different voices out there that, uh, that are valued and valuable. Yeah. I mean, our industry is full of many different voices and, and it's, it's interesting, you know, e- even just topic wise, right. You know, somebody can write on a certain topic um, that you are not proficient in, you know, and now you've learned more about it and uh, vice, vice versa. So it, it it's the ability to crowdsource, you know, uh, your, your content is, is there, you know, it's, uh, 
it, it, it's at your fingertips, you know, and that's the beautiful thing about the internet, you know, and just the ability to get this out. I mean, we were joking before, before the internet, you know, send a Raven and all that, but it's like, you, you, you wonder like, how did people get information across? Right. How did people? I have no idea, man. I, I, uh, you know, I, I remember, I think it was CompuServe. If you remember them, they even had the first email addresses and it was actually like a number, like three, seven uh, CompuServe or whatever. Uh, I never had one of those, but of course, everybody and their mother had the, uh, what was the, was it Yahoo that put the discs in the uh, magazines uh, back in the day? AOL. AOL. AOL, that's right. That's right. Everybody had an AOL email address, but uh, I don't know how I got off on that topic, but yeah, no, I understand. I still have an AOL address. It's it's, it's a sore sore topic. I'm trying to get rid of it. (laughs) I'm actually sunsetting, finally. Finally, 20 years later, I'm sunsetting the AOL address. Um, you're you're aging yourself with the AOL address. I am. Sure. You know, listen, the bald head and gray hair on the beard. I'm not fooling anybody. <laughs> you know, it's not just for men over here. <laughs> Definitely not going right. Um, uh, the other thing I would say that uh, I would add to that is, as you know, because you've been to a lot of conferences and there's a lot of egos in this business. Mm-hmm. A lot of people that tell you it's their way or the highway or, or yeah. there's only one way to do things. And so uh, it's nice. So, so if you're, if you're writing articles, you are going to have people that you know, may hurt your pride that may disagree or, or make comments that they don't agree with you. Uh, and that's okay. Yeah. If it's, it's respectful, okay. that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. More, if, it, if it is respectful, sure. But more than one perspective is certainly allowed. 100 percent yeah yeah i can't pretend to know everything about everything you know um and, and it's um you know healthy discussion is great too so even like like round tables and panels and things like, like i love stuff like that you know it's just being able to to get those different ideas out there i think the the episodes of pi perspectives that that do the best are the ones that are round tables um just because mm-hmm. you know folks are just really interested in that back and forth uh, between people. So, you know, I, I enjoy yeah, it. No. And I would say going back to the American private investigator, the American PI, which was yeah. called, you know, Minnesota private investigator, Paul J. Yeah. for those who don't know him, been in the industry a long time. Uh, also a bald guy too, by the way. Yes. Yes. Anyway, the club. Uh, <laughs> I have my hair, I guess maybe I'm, uh, anyway. <laughs> there you go. Uh, there so, so but he, there, buddy. <laughs> right. He would have an annual surveillance roundtable on his podcast once a year, yeah. and and at the end of uh, at the end of most of his episodes, he would have he would be joined by one or two other people, and they would just talk about the industry. And yeah. I remember one time they were talking, and they said they asked, "What is the what's the new trend?" He would say, "What's what's going to be the next trend in the private investigation industry?" And somebody said, "Drones." And then they all laughed because it was really premature for that. Yeah. But it turned out whoever said that was was very prescient because drones go. are being used and they're all over the place. So yeah. there you go. But yeah, to, definitely. Uh, the more voices, the better. I used to love Alan Goodman. Alan, Alan was my guy. Yeah. 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 From the Rocky Coast of Maine. Yeah, and and like eventually, I actually used Alan on some cases, and I called him up. I'm like, hey, you don't know who who I am. I'm a fanboy. <laughs> I really love this view. And, you know, he was kind of a curmudgeonly guy, but uh, I, I, I got the feeling it'd be easy to get on his bad side real quickly, but I, yeah. I did enjoy everything he said. 
Yeah. And he was like a chef or something too, which was like completely bizarre. I remember I was talking to him about that. Just a really, really cool guy. I like that one a lot. Um, yeah. I, you know, I, I've talked to Paul every now and then. Uh, I think probably the last time I talked to him was maybe about six months ago. And uh, yeah, just, just a pioneer in, in doing the podcasting. Um, he, he does have content out now. It's a little bit different. It's more targeted. I think it's like J2 risk. I think is what it's called. Um, you know, he's still doing his thing, but um, you know, there, there are just so many resources that are, that are out there. Um, and it was interesting to see, you know, the wave in 2019 of content blogs and podcasts and things like that. Oh, it just came up, came up, came up. And then it's like, all of a sudden it's back down again. And, and there's not as much content as there used to be. You know, obviously COVID had a lot to do with that. People had time on their hands and now they don't. Um, so it's interesting to see who's still standing and, and what's still around, right? Well, yeah, and I would, I would. Uh, well, speaking of that, I mean, if you show me 10 podcasts, I'll show you seven that are no longer active. Yeah. Um, starting a podcast is easy, but as you know, doing it, and even doing it weekly and, and trying to do it to where you, you provide a quality product, it's a part-time job. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort. Uh, it, you've got to find guests. You've got to find content. You have to come up with questions because, as you know, a lot of people that you will uh, interview are really bad on the interviews. <laughs> so how did you become a PI? Well, my dad was one, so I became one. You know, And you've got to really draw, draw it out of them. Uh, but as a PI, that's our job to do the next. So you, thing, you get you get two. You you get those folks right who who don't really give you much right. They're giving you one word answers, and then you right, get the right. folks that you know you can't get a word in edgewise because that that's happened a few times too. Um, yeah, I don't like that either. Yeah, <laughs> you, you just understand what you're dealing with. You just lean back. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. Great. <laughs> one of my uh, yeah, one of my favorite podcasts, and and you'll know who this is because you've interviewed her. Um, is not even a private investigation podcast. Can I say that? Uh, my probably one of my favorite is is Jerry Williams. Uh, you know, FBI retired case file review with Jerry Williams, yep. and she is a perfect host. If you listen to her, she she doesn't interrupt. She you don't hear her eating or hear you know the keyboard or whatever in the background, and she has prepared the guests. And it does help to have you know. Uh, retired FBI agents telling you about their exciting, uh, you know, uh, histories or stories that they or cases they were involved in. So that mm -hmm. does help. But she's, uh, I just, I just love her podcast, which is yeah. an example of a good one. Yeah, definitely a great one. Jerry's, uh, Jerry's a good friend, and and uh, the content is always amazing. I mean, and she's she's up there with episodes too. I think she's around three hundred, maybe more. Yeah, I think she's approaching three hundred, if not more. And uh, I think she mentioned the other day that. Uh, you know, she's retired, obviously. She mentioned that she won't be doing this forever. And I'm like, please don't say that. I want to keep hearing these stories. And live on forever. Uh, and you just start recycling. I mean, there's so much good content on there. Um, yeah. I've I've actually gotten a couple of guests off of some of her episodes where I'll just reach out and say, hey, you know, I'd like to inter interview you on my show. Uh, that's happened a few times. I obviously have had Jerry on, um, which is amazing. Um, and uh, yeah, we do share some friends too, which is kind of cool. So um yeah. yeah i i you know i think we're 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 good here i think we're gonna wind down um i i would just be encouraged you know in trying to encourage those you know that if you have the passion for it you know just just focus on what you want to do and just take a chance like just get the content out there um the other thing i would say is consistency 
you know, if you're going to do it, be consistent with it. And, um, you know, understand that, that there are opportunities for everybody to do this kind of stuff. Right. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the only way to begin is just to begin, just start writing, just start podcasting. Uh, will it stink at the beginning? Probably, but you'll get better at it. Just start blogging, whatever it takes. And, uh, if it's something that you have a passion for or it really feels good, then continue doing it. If it's something that's a chore, then, then no, you shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we need more voices. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Scott, thank you so much for coming on. This was great. and love having this chat. Thank you everybody for tuning in and, uh, we'll catch you next week on the next episode. Take care, everyone. This was a fun episode and it's great to hear two creative guys talking shop. We hope you enjoyed it. Thanks to Campbell Insurance Group for sponsoring our show. Remember to tell them that you listen to PI Perspectives to save $50 when you apply for insurance. And thanks also to PI Institute for Education, Conflict International, and Satellite Investigations for sponsoring our show. Make sure you contact Satellite if you need help with any skip tracing needs. Also, don't forget about investigatorstoolbox.com. You can type in version 2.0, 25% to save 50 bucks when you join. If you have a question or a comment about the show, email Matt at Matthew S at SatellitePI.com and you can find him on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook too. We'd like your feedback to bring you the best shows possible. And we'll be back next week with a brand new show. So make sure you tune in and stay safe out there.